I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? We get a people! When you give the people what they want, you have to have the people's champ, Paul Wall, on the show. He is joining us later, but first we have a lot of NBA action from last night to discuss. Two Eastern Conference powerhouses went face-to-face, the Bucks and the Sixers, and it came down to the last couple possessions. James Harden could not make that three. Giannis could make the block. They reviewed it. It was a good block, and the Bucks got the win. But Jalen, you wanted to prepare for the show today, so you called the producers, and you gave them specific plays from the end of this game that you wanted to break down in detail. Take us through them. Incredible championship-level execution by Giannis, the league's reigning finals MVP, and I'm going to give you a nugget for Drew Holiday. He's the best player in the NBA that nobody ever talks about. I was sitting there thinking last night, Drew Holiday has to be a top 20, 25 player in the league. If you really think about what he does, he locks down defensively, he's he's a 20 point scorer, and he's still giving you five rebounds and or five assists. And look at this play in particular. Now, this is Drew Holiday throwing the lob to Giannis in the half court off a pick and roll action. That right there is Giannis. Remember people said Giannis couldn't shoot? He can shoot. Giannis didn't have no problems hesitating and pulling up from 18. And you see Drew Holiday in the mid-range. Please show one more Drew Holiday play again. Show the play where he scored on Embiid. On this play, Jacoby, they threw it to him long. He caught it in the paint. He saw Embiid in front of him. He was patient and brought it back out. He still had Embiid on him. Normally, when a guard has a seven-footer on him with Embiid's size and defensive prowess, they do a hezzy and shoot a jumper. Dog, he did a dribble move, went left, and shot a runner and made it. Mm-hmm. And Giannis, the last play when you said Harden missed, yeah, Harden did miss. You know why? Because Giannis contested it and made him miss. And then the other block that was underneath, when Joel got the offensive rebound, He tried to throw it up there quick, and Giannis with the recovery. And so what I saw again, now look at this play. Giannis is the one that contested Harden. He's also the one that blocked Embiid. You following me, fam? And later in the game, while Joel Embiid was terrific, he been terrific all year. Like, he deserves to be one or two in the MVP conversation. And James Harden was having a terrific game offensively. But in the fourth quarter, the offense got stagnated. And the players that were scoring weren't their two best players. In a couple of actions that they had, you saw Embiid tried to hit Harden on the right side, and he threw it out of bounds. And so 
as I look at the Eastern Conference standards, I'm like, wait a minute. The Bucs have a better record. When I start to think about the stats and comparing Embiid and Giannis, they scored the same amount of points this year. Yep. Which is crazy. Both 62 games, the same amount of points. It's going to be really hard splitting hairs for those guys as it relates to choosing an MVP. That game was an awesome thing to watch. And those standings in the Eastern Conference are so terrific. I can't wait for the postseason. Yeah, if you look at one through four, it is very tight with the Sixers coming off the loss last night at the very bottom of that list. However, the Sixers have a very favorable schedule coming down the stretch. They've got two games against the Pistons. We all know about the Pistons. They've got two games with the Pacers. So it looks to me like they will have enough room to maybe get themselves in the conversation and make up some of that ground that they lost last night. I really appreciate your appreciation for Drew Holiday, but top 20 player in the league, no chance. No chance is he top 20. Me and you might have to have a beverage and go through it, but he ain't top 20 in my book. I'll tell you that much. But moving on to another game and another team that we have spent way too much time talking about, and today is the day that we can end it all because, of course, I'm talking about about the dumpster fire that is the Los Angeles Lakers. No LeBron, no AD. Luka was there. They gave up 82, 86 points. I think it was 82 points at the half, Jalen. Luka made light work of the Lakers, who are now out of the plan. Not only will they not make the playoffs, they won't even make the plan. This is ridiculous. Well, this is where Jalen and Jacoby take you deeper into the box score. And I got some information for you. We just talked about the MVP race. And Luka's been amazing. He deserves to be in that conversation also. He's definitely going to be all NBA. But just think about this. Let's talk about the scoring title for a second. Mm-hmm. You might look at the Lakers and say, if I'm LeBron James, I ain't coming back to this team. The season over. Jacoby just said it. We out of the play-in. We ain't going to, you know, win the championship for sure. And if we do make the playoffs, we get bounced in the first round. Why will LeBron come back to this team? Let me tell you why. He needs to play three more games to qualify for the scoring title. That's the magic number. That's the magic number. Three more games. Some tells me even with that ankle twisted, he's going to play three, maybe four games, and he's going to put up 40 (laughs) in each of them just to lock up that scoring title at his age. And I'm not mad at it. Like, I appreciate the fact that He's still finding motivation playing on a team that he clearly knows is not going to meet expectations. It's unfortunate that Anthony Davis had just been, you know, devastated this season by injury at the most inopportune time. And something that was pointed out to me on social media, I wish I knew the handle, shout out J&J when you can. They pointed out to me something, and you'll appreciate this marketing and promotions 101. When the Lakers lose, which they've done like what, 40-plus times this year or so? <laughs> yeah. They never use LeBron nope. <laughs> in the post that acknowledges the team lost tonight's game on Twitter. They never use LeBron's picture. But they use Malik Monk all of the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> How about that for marketing one-on-one? But in all honesty, LeBron James and the Lakers, they got a major offseason to turn this thing around. But those standings look ugly if you're a Lakers fan. Yep, they're out now. And if you look at their upcoming schedule, they've got a couple games that they should win on there. But there are some big matchups, especially that Friday game against the Pelicans, who are 
in the play-in right now. Jalen, while we're all waiting for LeBron and AD to come back, someone else came back in Los Angeles last night and had an immediate impact. It wasn't just Paul George coming back to the Clippers, but the Clippers themselves coming back from a deficit to beat the Jazz. Paul George played 31 minutes, had 34 points, six for nine from three, Jalen. His aggression is what I appreciated. And Donovan Mitchell had 33. Um, for him to return to the lineup and perform the way he did, against an opponent like the Utah Jazz, while it says so very much for the Clippers in this year's playoffs, shout to Teron Luke. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Y'all need to start putting some respect on his name as a coach because what he's getting out of Reggie Jackson and he's getting out of players deeper into his roster is like been really outstanding watching them perform without Kawhi and then you see PG return, they almost looking like a well-oiled machine. But let me go to the other side because it was two teams on the floor. I'm worried about the Jazz. Mm. I'm worried about the Jazz. Remember the team, remember me? We got the Jazz, we got the Jazz. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> was up in the more than me, right? Nobody was up in the more than me, right? They was knocking on like two seed, three seed last couple of years. Not anymore. You know, lost in the playoffs. And then now all of a sudden, look at the Jazz. Tied with the Nuggets without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Oh man, tied with the like 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 I, they're definitely going to be judged by what happens to them in the playoffs. And if something like you mentioned doesn't happen where they continue to advance, they're going to do a shakeup, in yep. my opinion. They have Danny Ainge over there in the front office now. Got Dwayne Wade in ownership. Some tells me if they are unceremoniously bounced from the playoffs again this year, which. Currently, I would have them losing to the Mavericks in a seven-game series. Some tells me that Mr. Gobert wow. might be in the trading block wow. this offseason. A lot of time wow. before that happens, though, and a lot more action in the league last night. Jalen, I watched way too much of your Pistons last night. I watched way too much of your Pistons. It was Kate Kev another Kevin Durant show, 41 points and 11 rebounds, leading them to the win with Kyrie Irving on the floor at Barclays. Jalen, this one was pretty close towards until the very end there. KD tortures everybody, especially the Pistons. He had 50 on us earlier in the year. But while we're going to talk about the Nets because they have a lot of basketball to play, we assume, based on the play-in and the playoffs, based on their talent level. And Let's it was good to Cade. see Andre Drummond playing against his former squad Let's as well. Let's talk Cade. Let's talk Cade. Let's talk about Cade Let's right talk now. Cade. He so he was scoring off the dribble. Right? He was guarding KD. We were on the road, and it didn't matter who was guarding him. Equal opportunity at play. Get good. out of that zone, Andre. He Get this good. KD and one. I'll take and it right one. to KD's and chest. One. Right to KD's chest at the end of the and game. And one. Cade Cunningham looked really good last night, and I understand if you're not watching a lot of Pistons games, but he, in the second half of the season, has really turned it on, and he might not win Rookie of the Year because I feel like in a lot of voters' minds, they've already given it to Mobley, but every single performance, especially with Mobley being out, he is closing that gap and having a great year for the Pistons who are developing. Jalen Rose, I've been waiting for this for years. Who is joining us on the program in just seconds? We say we get the people what they want. It's only right that we have a people's champ. Paul Wall, baby, joins the show next.
Jalen and Jacoby is brought to you by Burger King. Try the new Whopper Melt and decide if it's Whopper worthy. Huge doubleheader tonight on ESPN, starting with two of the top teams in the East, the Heat taking on Jason Tatum in the Celtics at 7.30 and then at 10 p.m. in the nightcap. It is the best team in basketball, the Phoenix Suns taking on the Warriors. Big doubleheader tonight on ESPN. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Rose. We said we were gonna do this every day and we continue to recognize that Brittany Griner, superstar WNBA player is still detained in Russia. This is now day 41. Day 41, she's still detained in Russia. We're gonna acknowledge this fact every day on Jalen and Jacoby, sending prayers and well wishes to Brittany, her family, her supporters, come home soon. Jalen, myself and the rest of Bill's Mafia was a little upset, not just because it took Patrick Mahomes 12 seconds to tie the game, and then Patrick Mahomes just easily won the game, but Josh Allen never got to touch the ball in overtime. Well, the NFL owners have approved a modified rule for overtime just for the playoffs where both teams are guaranteed a possession. This seems like a no-brainer, gonna make the game better, gonna make the playoffs better. Is there any reason that this should not happen, Mr. Rhodes? No reason at all. We gotta get our special Bills correspondent, senior correspondent, Vinny yes. the Butcher on to talk about this. How about the fact that it took the NFL this long to actually do this, Jacoby? I know. Like, it's one of those things, it's like, I want to give them credit for changing the rules, but I feel like this should have happened 30 years ago. It's like moving back to extra point, too. Like, what are we doing with the extra point from the three-yard line? Like, like, what are we even doing? What is this exercise? Like, taking a free throw from a layup. But, Jalen, there's one, there's one modification I still don't fully understand. Why do we even have a timed element to overtime? If there is no such thing as a tie, why do we put this, like, 15-minute cap on overtime? It seems to me if we're going by possessions, it should be a little bit more like college where we don't have a ticking clock to play against. I think having the time just creates a sense of urgency when you're playing the sport. And also between each play, there's a play clock as well. So I'm okay with the regular clock and the play clock continuing to function as normal, understanding there still is not gonna be a tie. But if I'm in a tie game and the play clock itself is dwindling down to zero, why should I have to rush to finish my possession? Because we're just gonna start over a whole nother period. We can get into those details later, but there is something big that I need to share with you, Mr. Rose. Eldrick Tiger Woods played golf yesterday at Augusta in advance of the Masters. Do you expect to see him in the field next week at the Masters? This would be an incredible story, and if you don't you think I'm overemphasizing that? Google Tiger Woods' car after his car accident. Mm. Okay? For him to be alive, let alone getting ready to compete in golf, is incredible, and I'm wishing him all the best. I want to see Tiger Woods in the field at the Masters. I want to see him make the cut. However, I think I'll get the first thing. Not sure I will get the second thing. I want to give a shout to Paul Wall for coming through and blessing us. We'll be back tomorrow, ESPN 2. Got to get my grill done. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen Anthony Rose, I have some what questions. Up? Some things we need to discuss. Number one. A man was arrested for using an Apple Watch to track his girlfriend. Now, just curious how you feel about sharing your location with your significant other. Something that we all have the opportunity to do with our cell phones. However, something about that just doesn't sit right with me. How do you feel about being in a relationship with someone? You're very close, you might even share a home, share a bank account share a lot of things when you share your location so this is one of those things where i always go by what people do not what they say okay when you first say that in a crowded room in particular around couples or people that are in committed relationships or those that are married you would assume the energy would be no big deal. I yeah. have no problem sharing my location. I got nothing to I hide. I don't have nothing to hide. I've been yeah. with my wife 18 years, right? I, you, right? And then you, you can ask the follow-up question. So do y'all share locations? And then they're no. going to tell you no. And then they're going to tell you no. So their actions <laughs> don't line up with their answer. <laughs> I'm one of those. Right. I'm right. This right is there. such a hypocritical thing. I'm right there. <laughs> right. I am right there. <laughs> Everybody go, like, oh, no big deal. If Let me tell you said, something. If my wife said, why not? Why won't you share your location with me? I'd just be like, it doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. I don't have a reason. There's nothing I can say that's going to make this make sense. It I got a reason right. for you. I have a reason for you. And here's two different things we all do in life. Get this game. Gather around a campfire, other boys and girls. Like, this, this is why you come to J&J. <laughs> Not to talk about the Cowboys every day. This is the game that everybody can relate to. Let me tell you something we all do every single day. What's that? Number one, use the phone. And when you're on the phone, it's not that you have anything to hide from the people that are sitting next to you or in the room with you, but it seems like a phone conversation with someone else that's not in the room is more personal. So what ends up happening is you walk into another room when you're on the phone. Mm. 
You just subliminally do that. You don't yeah, realize yeah. that you're doing I don't like it. Having, I don't like having phone conversations with, pe- with people in front of me listening. Correct. Even if it's not about anything serious. Correct. Think about it. you subliminally, when you're on the phone, everybody just think about this. Your mother could be in the room. Your significant other could be in the room. Your kids could be in the room. Your best friend could be in the room. But when you're talking to someone on the phone, it seems impersonal to have somebody else listening. So we subliminally just walk into another room and had a conversation. That's one. The other thing, it's illegal to open somebody else's mail. Tell my wife. (laughs) It's not that you have anything to hide. By the way, if I really had something to hide in the mail, guess what? I wouldn't have it come here. You know, you can have mail go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? You can have it go to a P.O. box, somebody else's house. Like if, like if you clearly had something in the mail that you wanted to hide, it didn't have to necessarily come to that location. So for somebody else to open your mail, you just seem violated. You know what I mean? It's like, that, I, I deal with this all the time. My wife is like, it's just a bill, but I'm like, it's got my name on it. Like, like, yo, it's got my name on it. Don't open it. I'll open it when I get home. But continue. And so those are two of the things for me to go with the conversation about sharing location. It's like some people don't have iPhones. You know why? Because they don't want other people FaceTiming them all of the time. And this is another thing I want to bring up. Don't you have those people that you email with? And then you have those people that you text with? And then you have those people that you talk talk on the phone with? And then you have those people that just feel like every time they call you, they're going to FaceTime you. Every time. You know what I mean? And I, I ain't trying to FaceTime you every time we talk. I don't care who it is. Your chances of, of me responding go down the more intimate the communication. <laughs> like, if you text me, it's the best chance you're gonna hear back from me, right? <laughs> if you call, you might not pick up depending on the situation. <laughs> if you FaceTime, it, 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 it's like JaVale McGee shooting a three. It might work once every 20, 30 times, but you can't make that part of your modus operandi every day. And, and, and that's how I feel about the location thing. I feel like it's a little too in, in, intrusive. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, it's, that's how I feel about it. What are your take on like, it? If my wife was like, I want your location. I just want to know where you're at all the time. I would be like, no, nah, I don't feel comfortable about that. But I really wouldn't be able to explain with any good reason why. You know what I mean? Basically, what it boils down to is... I just like the idea that I can do my little moves and stop and have my little snacks and work out or say I'm at one place. Oh, I'm I'm actually here eating when I'm on my way. You know what I mean? I like to do my little happy hour stop on the way home. (laughs) That I don't need to be tracked all the time. You know what I mean? Well, what you just described is why why she wants your location. (laughs) And also, it wouldn't work for her either. You know what I mean? Because in this work from home environment, so she's working, but sometimes working is like a half an hour Zoom in the morning and like another half an hour in the afternoon. So she's like, oh, I was working all day. I'd be like, well, your nails, <laughs> your nails look great. 
Did I just see some, some shopping bags in the bedroom with some fresh clothes in there? Huh. You got a two hour lunch with your friend Zoe, but yeah, I'm sure you were working all day. It wouldn't work for either of us. You know what I mean? It wouldn't work for either of us. I love it. But call 98580JALEN. We 10 years in the game, y'all. And, and you got, know we take pride in giving the people what they want. Give me these four different scenarios. How are you with sharing your location? How are you with your mail? How are you when you're having a phone conversation? Do you do some of the things that we talked about? 98580, J-A-L-E-N. Well, my wife has got those little, uh, those little tiles. She put those in the kids' backpacks. Very helpful. Just boom, I know where all the kids are at all times. Boom, and also another thing, do you know what she did? She put one on the remote control. So if you go to the, the app, the remote control just starts making noise. You know what I mean? So we can make, so we can find the remote control. Remote control will never be lost. Is it big and clunky? Yes. Is it taped on there with like some gaff tape? Yes. <laughs> but does it solve a lot of problems? Absolutely. Because not finding the remote control, there's nothing more crippling than not being able to find the remote control. Especially when like there's the fourth quarter of a Pistons-Nets game when the Nets can pull within, I mean the Pistons can pull within 15 in the final three minutes. That just sounds like two distinct locations. Either one that features small kids or another one where Snoop Dogg and Method Man and Red Man would be extremely present and having an amazing time watching television. <laughs> but they just yes. can't find the remote. Just can't find the remote. <laughs> can't find the remote. <laughs> Jalen, you mentioned this yesterday. We had the list of the biggest cap hits for NFL players. The five most expensive players for their team. This doesn't include signing bonuses and big contracts and la la la. But cap hits for their current rosters. Matt Ryan, $40 million and a half dollars. Ryan Tannehill at number two, $38.6 million. Patrick Mahomes, finally someone who you really want starting for you in the Super Bowl. 35.8 million. Kirk Cousins, 31.4 million. Where's Aaron Rodgers? Where's Tom Brady? Like, where's Lamar Jackson? And then Jared Montana of the Detroit Lions, 31.2 million dollar cap hit. Jalen, of those five quarterbacks I just named, Patrick Mahomes is the only one who's like a legit star. The only one. The only one who's a legit MVP candidate. None of those other players are gonna sniff the MVP their entire careers. And also, uh, Matt Shout Ryan, Matt who's Ryan. been an MVP and he led a team to a Super Bowl, I believe he's past his prime. But Ryan Tannehill, while being mobile, and Patrick Mahomes are just, you know, outer-worldly. The other three guys are pretty much stationary quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Jared Montana, you're not going to see him scrambling too much. No. Even Tannehill doesn't run that much. He can, but he doesn't run that much. And so, like, what I say to those guys, keep getting them checks. Good for them. And it shows also that mediocrity pays. Let me just throw that out there. <laughs> I, let me say what everybody else is thinking. I'm not going to make it a color thing, but I'm just going to make it a mediocrity thing. When you look at those guys, 
When you go back and start talking about the greatest quarterbacks of their eras, Jared Montana, my guy, he gonna be he sitting around live. one day, he'll be like, y'all can say whatever y'all wanna say. I could buy as many rings as Tom Brady right now. <laughs> right now, I can't. And Kirk Cousins, the fourth <laughs> highest paid football player. Ryan Tannehill being the second highest paid football player. Again, it's just a cap hit. We all know how they, they do in the NFL with this contract maneuvering. But man, this is just wild. If you look at if you look at the top NBA players, there's a couple on there. <laughs> you like really the, tripping. You really can't believe it. Look at but it's just like, your- if you look at the highest paid NBA players, it's like good players. <laughs> the best players. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like top 10 NBA players, the contracts. You're going to have John Wall in there and Russell Westbrook, right? Be, they're always going to be a couple but of those. But Russell Westbrook but, still averaged more triple doubles this year than anybody in the league. And it's, it's probably, is that true? Yeah. Well, not average, but he has more triple doubles than anybody he in the league He has more right triple doubles. Joker second. Russ still has the most triple doubles this year in the league. Oh. Huh. huh, I'm looking that up. I believe you. Yeah, he does. I believe Russ has like 20-some uh, triple-doubles, and Joker has 19 or 20, I think. Jokic has 16. This might be old. Let's see here. Let's see what Stat Muse has Jokic. to say. Yeah, pull that. I love when we do the pod real time. For the J&J supporters, I'll riff while he looks this up. Oh, no, I'm, I'm already there, and you're already wrong. Um, Jokic has 19 triple-doubles this season. Harden, Westbrook, and Doncic all have 10. Jokic almost has twice as many. And DeJounte Murray at number two with 13. You wouldn't think that. Good for DeJounte Murray. Hey, hey, you know what? Hey, dog. Joker, Joker fighting for that MVP. Fighting for it? I think he's in the the top spot. He's in the top spot. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a couple of questions. And 98580 Jalen, feel free to have this debate with me because I'm a voter. I take pride in it. When I ask you about a player, I'm going to compare them to players that we already talk about in the race. So we're going to automatically admit Joker and Embiid into the conversation. So when I name a player, name an argument for me why this player should get voted ahead of Joker or Embiid, okay? Okay. First player up. And by the way, it could be Joker, Embiid, or both, or neither. First player I want to name, Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns. Suns are the best team in basketball. He's the best player on the best team. Not only are they the best team in basketball, they're like, 10 games ahead of everybody else. You know what I mean? Like it's not That's like, the most in like 30 years. Yeah, it's not It's not like, oh, four or five games or there's a little race for the one or the two seed. It's like Suns, best team in basketball. And guess what? Chris Paul, their veteran Hall of Fame leader, goes out. Who steps up? Devin Booker. So listen, would I ever vote for Booker in front of Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic? Never. However, there's a case to be made and you asked me to do so for this exercise on Jalen and Jacoby. So I would I like say that. best So you player, say never to team. that, okay. Okay. Best player, best team. I would never vote him in front of one of those three players right now. Okay. Other player enter the debate. Giannis. Luka. You didn't mention Giannis. Luca. Okay. When they traded Chris Porzingis and they got Davis Bertans 
and Spencer Dinwiddie. Do you remember Dinwiddie on the Wizards? Like the locker room already turned on him. Like no one was talking to him. Like it was like bad. They had to get rid of him. Like no one covered it because it was the Wizards. But like he wasn't getting along with the team. And they were basically just like, whatever it takes to get Kristaps Porzingis out of our uniform, sure, we'll take your problem child and your terrible contract. Right, because Davis Berte has signed the money, and he's like, I'm not he playing getting no more. Check. I ain't he's seen like, him since he signed that eighty million dollars that ski signed, mask off. He, hey, he was wearing a ski mask before the pandemic. You know, he signed the deal. He's just giggling as he left the room, like I ain't working out, I ain't shooting a ball. He's like, I'm done. He's like, like you want to work out tomorrow, Davis Bertans? He's like, hell no. I'll be suntanning at the beach all summer. He like, y'all can do those drills with Tristan Thompson. Y'all ain't doing them with me. I think, I think I tweaked an ankle. My back kind of hurts. I'm good. I got to recuperate. Maybe I'll get a massage later, a sports massage. That's the only workout he did. That's the only thing he added to his game. Davis, this offseason, ever since he got that big contract, what'd you add to your game? We get a lot of sports massages. Oh, offseason. So they, they, they put him in a Mavs uniform, and they put Dimity in a Mavs uniform. <laughs> they had Chris Asporzingis, the unicorn, seven-footer that could shoot threes. He'd block shots. He could cover bigs. He could switch on to a, a, a perimeter player. I really thought they were just trying to reshuffle the deck. They're calling it a season this season. But what do they do? Turn into one of the best defensive teams out. Not missing a beat offensively. Luka Doncic said, you know what? I don't have to keep Chris Tapp's Porzingis happy anymore. I'm just going to do me. I'm going to put up big triple doubles. I don't get the Draymond Green triple doubles where you, Super barely, size. you barely get over the bar. You know what I mean? 10, 11, and 9, 12. That's what, that's what Draymond does. He puts up 36, 14, and 12 triple doubles. Mm. And when you talk about most valuable player, again, I'm just making a case here. You think about the value that they bring to their team and what their team would be without them. And there is no one, mm, I can't say that. I think yes, Jokic, you can. Jokic, I think Jokic, if you took Jokic off the Nuggets, different, Those I mean, two, those Jokic, two. Those, I said, those two are irreplaceable value for their rosters. Those two are like, we've got a superstar. Do you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna bet on him every possession. So if Luke, I mean, if Luke is on the floor, how many possessions does he not touch the ball? How when many? he tired? I don't, I don't even think that happens. Like, I'm trying to what? think. Like, I watch a lot of Mavs games. I'm trying to think, like, where he literally doesn't touch it, like, zero. LeBron will do that sometimes. He'll go to the corner and kind of let someone else cook or whatever. But, like, Luka does not do that. So you wouldn't so, vote Luka over either one of those no. guys either? Well, I, I have it as a three-headed a three-headed monster at the top. One, two, three, Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid. So and you keep, you can who keep would you take? People. Who would you take? Of those three? Yes. It would go Jokic. Mm. Mm. Jokic, number one. Ha! <laughs> now you see, now you see why I be stressed. I know. Look at you. Look at you. Well, for me, it's Jokic, it's Jokic number one because of the, the, the supporting cast he has around him. Is is nothing like Embiid's or, or Giannis's. And the assist numbers. I mean, his assist numbers are so much better. Giannis has more assists than you think, dude, by the way. Giannis has got like six assists a game. He's, he's improved as a playmaker, improved as a mid-range shooter. We saw a little bit of that yesterday. Um, okay, I would take Jokic first. And, and let me make a case for Giannis to, be, to beat everybody. 
Make a case. Make a, a case for Giannis to be above everybody. Bucks best record in the East. Okay, you're really gonna vote for the MVP who like might be a six seed in the Western Conference, most likely a five seed, could be a six seed. You know, that's your MVP. Okay, Giannis, more assists than Embiid, more rebounds than the Joker, more defense than both. Because Embiid and the Joker aren't beating anybody in a foot race. You know what I mean? And being the Joker, when, when they switch onto a guard, the guard just, just says, okay, I'm gonna dribble backwards, <laughs> and I'm just gonna, I'm not, even gonna, I'm not even gonna do an in and out move or a crossover, I'm just gonna run around this yeah. and get to the and get to the hoop. And Giannis, you can't do that with. So if I was gonna make a case for Giannis to win the MVP, it would rely on improved playmaking, improved jump shooting, and defense. And I would say, if this is your back-to-back -back MVP in those two years, and he's improved his game in a myriad of ways, he's the MVP of the league. So you're giving me your top three. So you're saying today, if you had to vote, it'd be Giannis one. Nope, Jokic one. I'm making a case for Giannis. Okay. Jokic one, Giannis two, and Bead three. I could, I could make, I can make a case for any three of those. And Bead's case is easy. Is, I mean, he's been, he's, he's the most dominant player with the basketball. And on, on some nights when he's just like easily just stepping into threes, contested threes, and they don't even hit the rim, and they just go right in, and then he's shooting. Turnaround baseline 15 footers with one leg up like Kobe Step Bryant back. shots. Yeah, like when he's dribbling around and then posting you up and then just just bully balling you. Bully, you love into the that. Hoop. Like love when he's that. doing all of that at once, like it's just I like, well, so how can there be a better basketball player on earth than this? You know what I mean? There are certain times you watch him, you're like, I can't think of a, I can't create a better basketball player by combining traits of other players in my mind than this. But let and me of ask course, you this. there's the narrative part. It's a narrative award. And like he hasn't gotten one. A lot of times he hasn't played enough games to be considered. This year he has. He's been he's been more durable than you think this year. Well, here's a couple of things that's going to work in Embiid's favor. They have a weak strength of schedule going forward. Mm -hmm. The thing that's going to work against Embiid and Philly, and this is where I caution: if he starts to play for the MVP, because remember. The last two years when Philly made the playoffs, Joel Embiid missed a game due to injury. Yep. So normally, if the MVP race wasn't this close, he would miss a couple of these games. He's already, he's to already get ready scheduled to the playoffs. To. He's already scheduled to, according to Doc Rivers. And so if he misses a couple of these games, and the Bucks continue to have a better record. And Giannis continues to have comparable, if not better, stats. I can't pick and beat ahead of Giannis this year. I couldn't either. That's why this is such a close race. And I'm excited about, and here's another thing, Jacoby. You got to also pick all NBA, which means two of those guys are going to be on the first team, potentially, and one of them ain't. I think they made some stupid like adjustments to people's positions so they can get all three of them on the first team. I saw something, I forget what it was, it was like a tweet or something. So it's like Front court. Giannis, Giannis can be a Giannis can be a, a, a four basically. What Giannis Giannis can be a four because I, I believe I voted like this last year. But MB or Jokic have to be the five. Cause last year I had MB second team because I had Jokic the MVP first team. Like, is that close?
Mm. As a voter, I'm asking you, I don't have a vote. Would you like try to split the baby? Would you maybe vote Jokic for MVP, but then put Embiid as first all NBA? Just is it in your mind so they both kind of get recognition? Or is that inconsistent with that's that's sort of definitely inconsistent. To me, the MVP gotta be first team. First team, gotta be. Right, you you can't. I can't say somebody's MVP and they're not on my first team. That don't even make sense. No, and I think you can say Giannis is, is a four because they've got Robin Lopez on their roster, kind of just for that reason. But you can't say that Jokic and beat are a four. Like, Correct. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine a scenario in, in which they are playing power forward in, for their respective teams as currently. So if Giannis is the guy you could put first team four, who would you put first team five? Jokic. Right now, I got Jokic over Embiid and Giannis. Right now, I got I have him over over both of those. But I would make I would have Giannis as, as my number two in in the MVP right now. I would go Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid. But again, I could make a case for all three, and I wouldn't be mad at anybody that that remixed those three in any order. In any order, you could be reverse mine. You could say I got Embiid first and Giannis second, and then Jokic. I'd be like, all right. You know, like, right. I can make a case for all of it. But when you start talking about the Bookers and the John Morants and the DeMar DeRozans and the Luka Doncic. Jason like, Tatum. Yeah, you can miss me with all of that. You can miss me with all of that. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. you. And you do have you do have to put somebody at four and five. So that, I guess that is a conversation. We know who, who spots one, two, and three are going to. Who do you vote, Mr. Rose, for four and five right now? Uh, I like your rationale, and you know why I ask you because in like another week I'm gonna ask you again when I. Yeah, I know we're gonna have this conversation of... 17 more times. That happens every year, <laughs> exactly, exactly. even when it's obvious. <laughs> like Jokic last year, but he won it in like January. But he was still <laughs> on the phone with me talking about. Well, <laughs> I would say the four and five. Luca got to be I mean, one of those spots. I mean, well, how about this? Let me just say a name. Kevin Durant's still in the NBA. Missed some time. LeBron James still in the NBA. Now, I just have to say this out loud. Steph okay. Curry still in the NBA. So those are three players that I would say, like, three of the top six players in the whole league, but not in my MVP race for this particular season. Right. That just so lets I, I you. Would say, I would say those players are three players that would be in my probably my top six, seven. Where we don't have to get into it, but in my MVP five, I don't think I would have them in it. Maybe Durant at five. Durant's so good, and that's why I brought their names up because it acknowledges the changing of the guard right in front of us. Like Steph jumped up and had his moments. And he took the three-point record and was playing like the MVP until January. And then he just hit a wall. Draymond was gone, dog. And Draymond was gone. But Draymond's back. And Steph's still out. And the Warriors still struggling. KD dealt with some injury. Harden on and off the team. Ben Simmons hadn't played. Kyrie was a part-time player. And they're at the bottom of the East. They're at the bottom of the East mm -hmm. for most of the season. They just started making some moves, and now they're like solidifying themselves, AC, 7C, play-in type of thing. 
and, and, and LeBron James. They LeBron ain't coming back this year. Oh, yes, he is for three more games. Three more games. He needs those three. He needs those three. <laughs> and he's going to pick I, his spots. I, I'm going to stomp people with that, Jacoby. I'm be like, LeBron gonna, ain't coming back this year, except for three more games. Pick his spots. He's going to pick his spots. He's looking at the schedule right now and be like, who can I put 40 on? Exactly. Who can I put a 40 on? Them, Nights them, and them. Those, those will be my three games. Yeah. Even you know like what I'm saying? Backs, he don't care. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to pick and play in these three games. My ankle already The three, the three games LeBron plays in, if I'm those coaches, if I'm those teams, I'm going to make sure that we D him. I like that. I'm going to make sure we D him. Because I see what you're doing, dog. I see what you're doing. You going to pick us out of a hat? You going to pick us out of a hat? Okay. Okay. And so those three players not being in the MVP conversation, now let me ask you this, because your brother do have a ballot. What about when my ballot comes out? Are you saying that those guys are second or third team all NBA? Either one of them? Mm-hmm. I haven't done all NBA in my head yet, but I can't I can't name 13 other players I've but I would put in front of Kevin Durant. Like, come on now. He missed some games, but like he's Kevin Durant, dog. Like he's <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Durant. What's he averaging? I'm gonna look it up. Like 40 points a game or something. Yeah, yeah, like, 40. What are we even talking about? Hey dog, the best I've seen KD play, to be honest with you, since before he got injured with the Warriors is when he's played this year without Harden and Kyrie. Like, he's been going crazy. Yeah, he got average of 29.7 games. <laughs> Seven rebounds and six assists. Like, what do you want him to do? <laughs> right. And so, he all NBA, LeBron all NBA, John Morant, Luka, Jason Tatum. That sounds like the people that's going to round it out. Mm-hmm. Easy. We're going to round out this podcast with the unedited Paul Wall interview. Here is that. Blah, blah, blah. Edited in. I want to thank Paul Wall for coming through. We will be back tomorrow with another dope pod to step to. Why is that Jalen Anthony Rose? We're not done. We're not done. Like the Blastmaster, KRS-One, once famously said into a microphone, we are not done. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here in the Seaport, New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose joining us right now is the people's champ. It is Paul Wall joining Jalen and Jacoby. Paul Thank Wall, you so much for baby. taking the time. What yes, it do, baby? <laughs> yes, that Oilers chain is dope. Thank you for joining hey, us. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so Proud much. To be for here. Happy to be here. Love y'all. Thank you so much for taking the time. You have a new album coming out with Terminology April 8th. What can we expect from this project? Fire Hip Hop produced by Static Selector, Pete Rock, 
and terminology, you're going to get straight beats, straight bars. You know what we like, man. Number beats and bars is what we're going to get on that straight fire, man. Start to finish, out Start April finish. 8th. Who going to be on there with you? Any special features? We got a couple features on there. My boy Nims is on there. Uh, Millie's is on there. Uh, Fly Anakin, just, you know, some dope artists. Bum B, of course, the OG. Bum B is on Uncle there. Straight fire. That's amazing. Now, you always represent the city of Houston, and Houston has been in the news and the sports world a lot recently. What is going to happen with your Houston, Texas football team? What are we doing? This is what's going to happen. We're going to struggle, and then we're going to look like we're going to do something good, and then we're going to lose, and then we're going to struggle, and then we're going to look <laughs> like we're about to win something, and then we're going to lose again. It's tough times right now for Texas fans, man. You know, we don't know which way is up. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully... The organization got a better grasp on things than me as a fan because I don't know what's going on with my squad right now. It's tough times for Texas fans. All we can do is hope and pray. You know, with a whole Deshaun Watson situation, it's still up in the air of what we're going to get out of that, you know what I'm saying, being we getting picks and stuff. So we'll see it where we go from there. It's frustrating also to see that we wait all this time to have a great quarterback. Finally, we get a great quarterback, and then we get traded. You get traded off, you know what I'm saying? So we've seen you representing H-Town to the fullest, feet on the wood. James Harden was leading y'all to the playoffs. And then he decided that he didn't want to be in H-Town anymore. How did you feel about that? You know, I I, I feel his frustration because he dedicated so much to the team, man. When you watch James Harden play, man, there was never a time where you didn't think he gave it his all. You know, he had his struggles in the playoffs for sure, but Man, when you watch him play, he's so electrifying, man. You know, mm-hmm. I re-root for him all the time. I feel his frustration and when he was, you know, want to try something new. I can't, you know, I can't be mad at that. He dedicated a, a large portion of his career to playing in Houston. We love his times here. You know, I, I wish him the best. I'm glad he's not with the Nets no more. I was not rooting for them. Now that he's gone, <laughs> I'm, rooting, I'm rooting back for him. So, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, you know, whatever James Harden do, you know, we definitely we wish him the best, man. You know, we wish he could have stayed with the Rockets, but... It is what it is. We got the young guy, though, Jalen, boy. He, man, that boy Now, I got to ask you about that. So, my namesake, you know I'm rooting for him. Did you see his dunk last night? Man, this man be in game, in game dunking. This man is a beast. Now, I was so hyped to see this man in the dunk contest. I was a little disappointed with the outcome, but man, this boy is a beast. His in-game dunks is nasty. And this is one of my biggest grievances with the younger players. It used to be in our generation of watching the younger players play, they couldn't wait to get in that dunk contest and mash Preach. and show them what they bought. Preach! Not, not they all too cool for the dunk contest, man. So I'm like, is y'all fake beasts or y'all real beasts? Y'all hype beasts or what? James <laughs> Green, man, hey. I'm telling you, man, I'm going to tell you right, man, he coming for that dunk contest trophy nation. Man. I love he's it. coming for it. Love it. There's a lot of young talent on the Rockets. Do you like the way that this nucleus is forming this year, even though they're not winning games? Hey, even though they're not winning games, every game they play is filled with excitement. I'm talking about start to finish, just like me in terminology, man. It's filled with mm. nothing but excitement. They're going to hang in there now. They're going to lose. They're going to end up losing at the end. But it's gonna, they're going to give every team a run for their money. You know, some of the, the, the best teams in the NBA, they've been going hard on them, taking it down to the buzzer, taking it to overtime. And to see, you know, just them growing, they're so young, man. When, whenever they get that cohesiveness down, 
oh, we're going to have something special here for the Rockets, man. You, you mark my words you. on that. I agree with you. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., Christian Wood, they balling. And they're building something special. I, I definitely agree with you. But I have to ask you something else. As an OG in the game, a, a, an artist, a DJ, an entrepreneur, you're just as known for that as the grills that you have in your mouth. So talk about the formation of doing the grills and how you and your partner really cornered that market and took it to the next level. It started off, you know, about 25 plus years ago. My boy Johnny Dane, he came and started doing jewelry repair. He worked his way up into manufacturing the jewelry, specifically the gold teeth for the dentist. The dentist would come to him for him to manufacture the gold teeth. And he got the, you know, a light bulb went off, said, well, why can't I do this direct? Why do we have to go through a middleman of a dentist? That's only if you're getting them permanently put in, you're getting a dental procedure. Johnny Dane started selling them and actually making them for other jewelers, being a wholesaler. That's why I came in. I was selling them out my trunk. I was selling them out all the stores we would sell mm. switch house mixtapes out of. I'd go post up and sell grills out of there. Come through there mm. once a week, once every other week. And it'd be, you know, I'm just, hey, what's up? I got I got grills, switch house tapes, what you want? I got it. You know, and uh, we really just out hustled a lot of people. And, you know, the jury game, like a lot of things, is a high markup. So there's a lot of wiggle room for profit in there. And being that Johnny came from the wholesaler end where he would wholesale out to the, you know, to the wholesalers, he didn't have to make the full, you know, 300% markup that it was. Mark it up 150%. We still was making a killing. <laughs> so, you know, we just really pride ourselves in good customer service, giving, you know, giving people what they want, giving them beyond their expectations so that they'll come back, so that they'll bring their kids to us, bring their grandkids to us. And that's what we had. We, we Sometimes we got... We've had four generations now, so we got people who bringing their great grandkids coming through the store. That's so, dope. Hey, that's just—it's just a testament to doing good business, man. Shout out to my partner Johnny Dang. What's up, baby? Yeah, man, I'm gonna y'all up with some grills. I need that. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> I came front. Last night I was watching the NBA and I saw John Morant sitting on the sideline with one. I was like. I've been talking about doing this since high school when I was trying to be Larry Johnson and I had to put the gold cap on my front too and they had the fake diamonds on it. It's only right I come get correct this summer. I got you, family. I'm going to come represent. You just got to promise to take me to a couple of adult establishments off, <laughs> off the record and I'll come do that. <laughs> I got well, you. I'm, you you are the, uh, VIP treatment from my boy Slim Thug. You know where all the spots at. <laughs> done, done, and done. You are so uniquely Houston. Explain to the people watching just how the fashion and the cars and the grills and the music is, is uniquely Houston. Yeah, man, Houston, uh, Texas, we just got our own style that's a little bit different. And, you know, we've grown to, uh, you know, be proud of that. You know what I'm saying? We, we grew up as a Texan. You're just proud of everything Texas. You know what I'm saying? And you support everything Texas. So it's just something that, uh, that I, a creed that we live by. We support our own, like much like other places around the country. You know, we celebrate all the different regions with their different styles. So, you know, we just celebrate our own region as well, you know, with that represent for H-Town. Our culture is so unique. With the clothes, you know, if you come down here and you're from out of town or, or if you look on social media and see how we do it, you might be like, man, what they got going on down there with their rims and their cars and everything, they music, everything just a little bit different. But it's just we got a, a slightly different swag down here. You know what I'm saying? It's just how we do. Please explain to the people who are not familiar with the history of music in Texas, 
the sound chopped and screwed. Hey, shout out to DJ Screw, rest in peace. He's the creator of this style. He was a DJ who would make mixtapes and he would slow the tempo down. So if you're normally talking at a uh, you know a speed like this, and you're singing at a speed like this, if you slow down and talk like this and sound like this. So when you slow the tempo down, it would uh, affect the different musical notes. So when we riding around in our cars in, in Houston or just throughout Texas, Texas is spread out geographically. And we do have public transportation like buses and we got a light rail, things like that. But, you know, everybody down here got a car. Even if you broke, you got a, a broke car. You know what I'm saying? But everybody got a car to get from point A to point B. So when we listen to our music, it's different than if you're on the train with some headphones listening to your music. Right. You're listening to the, right. in the car, you want to hear that bass. You want to feel that bass. Right. We love to make our trunks rattle. You know what I'm saying? So... When you got the screwed and chopped music, it stretches out, it elongates the musical notes to make that bass hit a little harder. This is like, man, why that bass hit so different when it's screwed chopped? So when I'm riding around that parking lot of my Cadillac with my trunk up, I'm showing off my neon lights with my fifth wheel down and the speaker's just blasting. I want that thing to be knocking. I'm talking about trick-or-treaters at the door. I'm, man, I'm saying. So when you got that screwed and chopped music playing in the car, you riding with pride. Whatever music you listening to, you listen to it with pride. You're not going to put someone that's whack or somebody that's representing something that's inferior, man. It's number but excellence when you ride in the slab. Number excellence playing through my speakers. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, shout out to DJ Screw. Not only did he create this style of music, but he also created a platform for all of us artists here in Houston and mm. beyond to get on with that's the way he up. did his mixtape. He would he would let all, other artists come in from Houston and freestyle, and that's how the screwed up click was formed with Lil Kiki, Fat Pat, Big Pokey, Zero, ESG. You know, all the shout out to the screwed up click. They originated this whole style of the music, as well as people coming in there freestyling off the top of the dome. First thing you think of, you say, and you just freestyling off the top of the dome. And after a while, DJ Screw start mixing, and if you hear him, if 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 in the background, it's time to pass the mic. And then somebody else grab the mic and they go till they hear the ippy, 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 then you pass the mic. So that that formed the nucleus of the Houston sound and uh, the, the heart that the, the pumps the blood through the, the Texas culture. Man, we appreciate you taking us on that journey. Now, one of the things that I always associate with Houston is right on your chest, and that is the Houston Oilers. Can you tell the younger audience about Warren Moon? Boy, Warren Moon was something serious, man. The way he moved around that pocket. Hey, mm -hmm. man, that boy, we, it was, uh, we definitely had our hopes up, man. Back in those days, as Oilers fans, we had our hopes up. We thought every year was about to be our year. And I can't wait till those times uh, come back to Texas football, man. <laughs> when the, with the Texans, I can't wait till we there. But the Oilers, this is the era that I grew up in. You know, I, I was born in 81. So all throughout the 80s and the 90s, this was, you know, my era. So the Oilers as a team and sports franchise, they represent more than just football to me. They represent a, a, a era of my life, of my childhood growing up, you know, so it, it just, you know, the Oilers just represented. Now they moved, when they moved from Houston to Nashville, we was devastated as fans. We felt like they sold us out. We were mad at the owner, of course. And it was a while until we got the Texas the, the Texans as our new franchise. And even then, for us to really have pride in being a Texas fan, you know, it's, it's, it's taking a little while, you know what I'm saying? Of course, we're Texas fans, but it's tough being a Texas fan in, in Texas. 
because it's cowboy country. You know, the country is cowboy country. But <laughs> definitely, especially in Texas, boy, them Cowboys fans are brutal. So I got to ask you a question before we let you get out of here. So Houston has hosted a couple of All-Star weekends. I've ranked Houston as my top five as it relates to champagning and campaigning cities. What are some of your favorite memories as it relates to being out and about and seeing other athletes enjoying Houston and spreading the love? Oh, man, I think maybe my, my greatest memory is uh, back in the days at a club called Max's. I just remember Jay Prince walking through. Now, Jay Prince, big shout out to Jay Prince, uh, OG. founder of Rap-A-Lot Records. Hey, he not only does, he's a music mogul, but he also dabbles in boxing and other things like in management things. So at the time he was managing a uh, young Floyd Mayweather. And we we remember, you know, just Jay Prince and the, and the whole squad of mobbing through there, you know, just 30, 40 deep. And we seen Floyd Mayweather walking through there too. We like, oh man, that old pretty boy Floyd. That's what he was going by that back in them days, man. And we see him and, you know, we get to talk to him, chop it up with him. And then later on when we meet him again, we're like, oh, yeah, we met you with Jay Prince at the time. You know, and, of course, now he's the greatest ever. Man, oh, my God. That's definitely, uh, I think, my, my favorite That's memory. Dope. I got another I got another one, too, though, with uh, when Big Poppy and, uh, uh, and, and the Boston Red Sox came down uh, to play oh, the man. Astros. Afterwards, we all went to a, an adult establishment together. That was definitely a great, uh, great memory. <laughs> you no know what I'm saying? I don't get to, I don't get to party like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, too often. So that's definitely another one. And uh, I think actually, let me let me take back my my favorite memory. My favorite memory, absolute favorite, is after the greatest baseball team in the history of baseball won the World Series in 2017, and we was out partying. Yeah, shout out to my boy Bregman. Shout out to my boy Lance McCullers Jr. We was out there getting it in. Yeah, that's my greatest. Shout out to the Astros. <laughs> How do you feel about the Astros turning into the villains of Major League Baseball? Hey, I love it. I love it. They still keep the rings. They keep the rings. For 50 years, we didn't exist. For 50 years, we was a Passover city. You know what I'm saying? For baseball, we didn't exist. Of course, everybody hate us for the same things that they were doing. Of course, they mad at us for winning for the same things they were doing that they lost that. Of course, they mad at us for winning, even though we might have bent the rules a little bit, and they bent them the next year, or the same year, the following years, for 10 years, man. Of course, they mad at us for doing the same thing they did you know what I'm saying? That's just how the game goes. But, hey, we won us one. We should have won us a couple ones. The rest, hey, they're talking about the Astros stole the World Series. Hey, man, the Red Sox stole the World Series away from us in 2018, man. Mm. When they beat us in the ALCS to go to the World Series. Don't nobody want to talk about that, though. But, hey, I'm just going to say, man, hey, I we love it. As Astros fans, we love our squad. And I'm friends with a few of the players. Like I said, of course, my boy Bregman, I tell them all the time, say, man, they might boo y'all in them other cities, but we love y'all. And they know that. When they come to the Park, when they come to Minute Maid Park and come to the game, they know we, man, we love them. And they want us to chip. Man, we ain't worried about none of that. And any one of them players, if they go to these teams that's hating on them, Oh, they're going to be chipping, man. They can boo out too, they all they want to. Man, they know damn well if he went to the Yankees, they'd be cheering them. The Yankees fans would be cheering them. Just like they had Correa. Now Correa with the, with the Twins. Man, you think they're going to be booing them in Minnesota? Nah, man. They're going to be cheering them in Minnesota. All the players, man. If they end up getting traded or uh, free agent go to another team, 
hey man, they gonna go get that check and they gonna get cheers. Them same teams is booing them. They gonna get cheers when they when they when they put on their jersey. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the Astros. We taking it back. 2022. What's up, baby? What it do, man? What it do? I support this, Jacoby. I am not mad at this at this. all. Because right now, the Yankees are under investigation for stealing signs, literally. Like, right now, as we speak. And so, you heard it from the people's champ. Jalen and Jacoby, we give the people what they want. You know what to do. April 8th, he has an album, Paul Wall with Terminology. Make sure you go support we appreciate you, family, and I'll see you this summer. Jalen and Jacoby will be down there to break bread. I got you grills on ice, baby, both of y'all. What is All right. The yes, People's indeed. Champ. Oh, we'll be back right after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby with the People's Champ. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. 